I would like to invite you to join me in something a little different right now. Uh, this may be different for you, and I, I don't think we really do this too often here at church, but I just want to invite you to close your eyes right where you're at. And as much as you're able to not forget about, but like not worry about the person next to you, I just want to invite you to rest for a moment. Even if you're joining us online, if you're able to just pause. Now take a big, deep breath. What is it that that breath represents? Freedom. Liberty, the right and the ability to live. <sighs> you know what's funny about the sound of breathing? If you try to spell the sound of breathing, it might sound a little bit something like, it's almost as if all of creation speaks his name every time we breathe. But we live in a chaotic time, don't we? We live in a time that I think most of us haven't experienced such a time. We face a virus that ultimately is trying to steal your breath. It destroys the lungs. We live in a time where a man is laying on the side of a street with one plea, I can't breathe. And so today's an invitation to breathe and breathe deep. Genesis 2, for the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground. I find it very interesting that God spent five days creating ex nihilo, literally out of nothing, with his voice. Five days speaking into existence, everything that exists, all of creation, which Romans 1 tells us is evidence of who he is. He speaks out of nothing and things just come to be. But then he comes to us, and he doesn't create us ex nihilo. He creates us out of dust. And so what separates us from the dirt? What separates us from the beauty of the mountains and the trees and the lakes and the oceans and all of creation? What separates us is his breath. The Lord formed man from the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils 
not just oxygen, but the breath of life. And man became a living creature. Out of dust, in his image, to bear his name with every breath that we take. And today's an invitation to breathe deep from the Spirit of God. Two scriptures today. John 20, verse 21 and 22. Interesting verbiage. Listen to this. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. Oh, the Lord knows we need peace right now. We need peace. Not just the absence of fear, but the presence of wholeness, shalom, a state of restored relationship with God and creation and fellow man. And Jesus speaks to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even even so I'm sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, it's in that place that there is freedom. And we all, With unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, not from ourselves, not from another source, not from a substance, not from a position, not from a big number in your bank account, but this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Lord, in this season of chaos, We look to you. In a season where things are trying to steal our breath, we look to you and we receive you the breath of life. And we invite you now, Holy Spirit, would you breathe on us? Would you breathe your your breath of life into us? that we may receive whatever it is that you have for us, however you want to do it. That you would lead us as your people in this generation, that we might experience true freedom on the inside, that we can proclaim freedom on the outside to our broken world. And so we commit to you this time for your work 
in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Topher. So, Independence Day, 4th of July, America. We like to blow stuff up. I know I do. Did anybody blow some stuff up yesterday? Anybody get blown up yesterday? <laughs> I love fireworks. I just love seeing things burn. I don't know why. But this is, this is the weekend, right? One of my favorite holidays. People get together, it's hot, it's sunny, it's blowing stuff up. Love Independence Day. And uh, this week, for the first time ever in my life, at age 35, I read the Declaration of Independence. Never read it before? Thank, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, have you ever read it before? Yeah, it's amazing. We, we don't read that thing, but it's actually quite interesting. There's like all these things that they listed out, and all these signatures, many, many signatures from all of the different colonies representing this uniform declaration this statement to Great Britain, this, this, this pledge saying, we want you to know we are no longer going to be under your authority or under your security, and we are not pledging our allegiance to you any longer. We're declaring our sovereignty our freedom. We're declaring to you that from this date forth, we will operate on our own autonomy. Freedom. I don't know if you saw recently, but there is another uh, group of people that decided that recently they wanted to operate in their own autonomy. It's called CHAZ. No? You've not heard of Chaz? So Chaz is a little experiment that took place in Seattle, just, just across the way, where they took over seven square blocks of Seattle. The police departed from the precinct, and a group of people said, we are the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. And what's amazing about this little experiment is that they were unable to be autonomous in all of the ways that actually make a nation autonomous. And so they quickly realized this and changed the name to CHOP, Capitol Hill Occupied Protest, because they knew they weren't actually autonomous. Because to be autonomous, you can't have somebody send you food from the outside and bring in porta-potties for you and, and bring in food for you and do all of these things and then just say, but I don't want the authority. I don't want the government, but I need all of, the, of, all of the resources. And I'm not here to talk about Chaz, really. I'm here to talk about the concept that when a people and a nation want to be free, truly free, and there are actually rules for this in the world, international law rules for what needs to take place for a nation to break off from another na nation and declare total sovereignty. So here... here there, there are rules, but I want to just mention just a, a few things that came to my mind when I think about what a nation needs to do to become really free. A nation needs to be able to offer citizenship. That is permanent residence. A nation needs to offer a governmental structure. That is the authority to lead. 
A nation needs to offer or, ha- or hold a military that is the force to succeed, the force to protect one's land and to fight the battles that are coming against the sovereignty of that nation. A nation would need to have their own food and water sources, that is, life-sustaining supply. These are all things that are required in order for a people or land to be free and autonomous. A nation needs to uh, be able to have and uphold their own currency, that is, the ability to oversee exchange. And a nation needs to build and keep up and oversee an infrastructure, healthcare systems, safety, the ability to con- conduct life amongst society. And so today, I want to talk about MAS, the me autonomous zone. Is MAS a real thing? Is MAS possible? Is it possible for us? to truly be free and autonomous. I'm going deeper here. Consider this with me. We live in America, this land that we boast about our freedom. We love our freedom. We, many of us, believe that right now in this time, there is a fight going against our freedom. Some of us are worried about the future of our freedom in this nation, but this is a a concept that here in America, we, we really think about freedom. We fight for freedom. We believe that our Constitution declares that we will have and uphold and keep our freedom. But if we're not careful, our our heightened sense of individuality, autonomy, and freedom can get us to believe a message that is very contrary to the entire message of the Scripture. I would submit to you today that it's impossible for us to be fully autonomous. I would submit to you that there is no such thing as the me autonomous zone, nor should there be. Why? Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If the spirit of the Lord isn't there, then there is no freedom. If it's just you doing your own thing, living autonomously, then you're not free. You're a slave. That's what the message of the scripture says. The Bible talks a lot about slavery, and I know that in our nation, because of our stained past, this is a a very bad word that we, we stay away from, but actually, biblically speaking, the authors of the scripture, like it or not, what they liked was the term. Almost every letter that Paul writes, he introduces himself as a doulos, a slave to Jesus Christ. But this is chosen servitude. When you choose to serve something, if that something is the God of the universe, you experience freedom unlike anything else. Webster's Dictionary defines freedom as the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action from an outside source. I think that definition is wrong. I believe, and I think the scripture believes, God's heart believes, that if we are fully free, 
from an outside source of authority, we're actually slaves. So nations can be free and autonomous, but people can't. You will either be a slave to the world, including the forces of evil, darkness, the devil, the way of society, the pressures of other people, or you will be a slave to your own flesh, your fleshly, lustful desires. But if you shut down the me autonomous zone and you elect a new supreme authority called the Holy Spirit, you can experience true freedom, full freedom. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, that's where there's freedom. So I want to think through some of these, some of these things that it would take to be, become truly free. Citizenship. When we receive, really receive Jesus, we recognize that our citizenship is no longer here on this earth. Philippians tells us that our citizenship is not here, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there. Jesus is our supreme authority. If you are gonna receive the Holy Spirit, if you're gonna receive the biblical faith that we're preaching, it is not just adding Jesus to, to like your, your life on the side. It's, it's fully receiving all that the kingdom of God has. It's saying that it's not my politics that leads my life. It's not my finances that leads my life. It's not my spouse that leads my life. It's not my flesh that leads my life. It's not society that leads my life. Jesus Christ is my supreme authority. He's more than my president. He's my dictator. To be, to be a Christian, a little Christ, is to say, Holy Spirit, I'm a slave to you and you rule everything. That's, that's what it means to follow. And so have you elected the Holy Spirit to be your leader in your life? Have you recognized that your life, your uh, your allegiance is not to this earth. Your allegiance is to heaven. Because our citizenship is in heaven. Yeah. Secondly, to be an autonomous nation or a free nation, you need to have government structure, the authority to lead, and you need to have a military, the force to succeed. Acts 1.8, you will receive power when? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Listen to what it says in Romans 6, but thanks be to God that you who were once slaves to sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, you've become slaves to righteousness. Have you elected the Holy Spirit to be the authority and the power in your life to succeed? Have you been trying to do it autonomously? If you think about your world, the battles that you fight, internal, mental, emotional, or external with people, bosses, situations, 
What power do you draw from to fight those battles? Today is an invitation to breathe. To breathe. Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit as he breathed on them. We're We're going deeper here, friends. We live in this time that is trying to steal our physical breath, but the reality is that for all of history, there's been a force that's trying to steal our spiritual breath. We need the Holy Spirit. You need to have a food and water supply, life-sustaining supply. Colossians 2 says this. Notice, this is not talking about food, but you'll see, you'll see where I'm going with this. See to it that no one takes you captive, the lack of freedom, captive, by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, not according to Christ. Have you received the Holy Spirit to be the authority of truth in your life? Because what we consume more than just food and water, what we consume is of the utmost importance. The battle of truth is the battle that we've been fighting since the beginning of time. The voice that you listen to, or the voices that you listen to, are going to determine which direction that you go. Today's an invitation to breathe deep from the truth of God, from the source of truth. I mean, you know as well as I know that right now, if you turn on your TV and you try and watch the news, you're gonna be fed very different facts from different news outlets. And if you're anything like me, you're struggling in this season to decipher what is actually true and what is, as they say, fake news. It's becoming really frustrating, isn't it? I don't know what to believe about that issue or that issue. I don't know. I, I, I mean, Photoshop and, and CGI, everything. Like, you can, you can manipulate and create almost anything to look true. And so if we don't have an ultimate source of truth upon which to bounce everything else off of, you know, I was thinking about deceit. The scripture talks about deceit. Has anybody ever said to themselves, I think I'm deceived? (laughs) You wouldn't do that because you're deceived. (laughs) This is why, by the way, small groups are so important. This is why, by the way, we say it's in city groups that we find freedom. We're talking about freedom today, friends, independence. Because because we don't know if we're deceived. We need the community around us to help sharpen us and point it out. And there's warning after warning in the scripture to make sure that you don't become deceived. But you need other people in your world to help you not become deceived. 
You need, as you start thinking a thought, as you start consuming that thing, going down that rabbit trail of YouTube videos and comments and whatever else, or you start feeling that, that lust or that thing you wanna go after, and you start, whatever pursuit in life, as you start having desires and you start to take action and pursue something, bounce it off the word of God. Because there has to be like a foundation for truth in our world. Or who knows where we'll end up. Have you elected the voice of God, the Holy Spirit, to be that sounding board in your heart? Or do you just go to God in prayer when you need something? When like all that you've been trying isn't working any longer, well now I'll pray about it. When you've gone to all the doctors and you've tried to work the system and you try to make the money and you try to and you do all this stuff and okay, well I guess let's pray about it. What if we flip that upside down and we say we'll start by praying about everything first. Amen. Everything first. Holy Spirit first. Amen. How about this one? your infrastructure, health and safety. Have you elected the Holy Spirit to be your sewage system? Now, we don't really think about our sewage system so much. You know, if I'm gonna buy a house, I'm looking at how nice the house looks and how many square feet and all those things. But if your piping system doesn't work, you're gonna have a lot of on your hands. If you want to live in the kingdom of heaven, you need to elect uh, the Holy Spirit not just to be some constitution that you don't even know what it says, but you need to elect the Holy Spirit to be the constitution, to be the president, to be the police system, to be the uh, city authorities, to be everything about your world. So, the infrastructure of a nation, you need to be able to live life and get rid of your waste. You need to be able to live healthy. There needs to be a healthcare system. So, so think about the Holy Spirit in your world when it comes to, uh, is he the feeder of the good? And does he help you get rid of the bad or get rid of the waste? When you find yourself like bitter, angry at that person, frustrated at life, frustrated at what's going on in our nation, fighting with that person, it's only the Holy Spirit that can create health in us by removing the waste in a healthy way. I mean, the, every analogy breaks down at some point, but the analogy that I'm trying to offer you today is that this is an invitation in light of a, of a day that's all about celebrating our freedom. This is an invitation to, to breathe in deep and to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit and his authority. And so as Jesse begins to play, I just thought that maybe we could, we could finish this a little differently today. I'm preaching shorter. We've got a little time. I again, I, like would, I would like to invite you to just close your eyes one more time. And I just want to pray through some areas. I want to invite you to, to consider truthfully in your life.
what areas does the Holy Spirit have authority? And what areas, if there are any, have you declared autonomy? I don't think that you want any area of your life to be autonomous from him. But we've all felt it and experienced it. We've all been in those situations, maybe a season in our life or maybe still today where in the faith, you've said yes to God in in zone A, B, and C, but hey, on zone D, that's an autonomous zone, Holy Spirit. And today's an invitation to say, none of the zones in my world are gonna be autonomous from him. He has authority in every zone. Think about it like this, another analogy. Maybe you've let the Holy Spirit into your house. He's coming through the front door. You've received Christ. But if you think about all the areas of your world being rooms in your house, does he have open access to any door? We had some friends over yesterday and, and one of them said, hey, I, was, I think I was trying to get into to, to the bathroom, but I opened a door and it led to somebody's apartment. And if I come over to your house for 4th of July meal, you probably don't want me just going in any door that I desire to go in, do you? Hey man, that's my bedroom, don't go in there. And in our lives on the inside, sometimes there's doors that we keep closed to him. But the spirit of God says, if you keep the door closed, you're in captivity to that thing. But if you open the door to me, you will experience true freedom because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so I'm just gonna say a, a few prayers in a few of these areas. And if, if that thing is something that the Holy Spirit is putting his finger on in your heart, this is so be- such a beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is I don't have to come up with every little area of your life and preach about it because the Holy Spirit can speak to you and I think that he is already. I don't need to come up with every example of this is what you do or this is what you don't do because I'm just a man and and we can talk about everything, but I believe the Holy Spirit, if there's areas, he's already touching on them in your heart. And so I would just like to invite you, as I pray for these different areas, if that's you, let him know, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm in on this one. I need you to touch that area of my life. So first, God, we pray for this area of total surrender to you. That nothing else, your word says to have no other gods before you. Lord, if there's any idols in our life, whether it be our politics, whether it be our spouse, whether it be our job, whether it be our finances, whatever, if there's any idol that we've put in front of you, we confess that thing. If that's you, I would encourage you to confess that thing to him right now. Name it and surrender it to him. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to sit on the throne that we would be citizens in your kingdom. 
Lord, we pray for those times that we try and take military action into our own hands. We try and fight our own battles. We try and manipulate the situation our way. We try and beat somebody up with our words or whatever. We try, maybe it's by just cutting them off. I'm just gonna cut you off, silent treatment. Lord, if there's any of us that have been fighting our wars on our own terms, with our own force, and those that are saying yes in their heart, we're saying, Holy Spirit, would you come and be our, our dunamis power, our ability and our authority to fight our battles based on your strength, not our ability. Lord, we pray for the, the things that we eat, the voices that we listen to, the sources that we go to for truth and news and opinion. We pray, God, that you would give us wisdom from on high to discern what is true and what is false. Wisdom to bounce everything that comes at us off of your word first. Wisdom as we hear truth to not let it just sit in our mind but to turn into action. Holy Spirit, for those that are feeling like you're touching on this area of of unhealth and the way that we've dealt with brokenness, pain, bitterness, jadedness. Would you clean out the sewer system? Lord, for those that are feeling that that bitterness, in their heart that they maybe have had for years and they can't let it go. We thank you, God, that it's not about our ability to accomplish, but you're in charge now. Would you fix the system? Would you bring healing? Anybody in here that's been living autonomously from your authority, maybe comprehensively or in one or two or few areas. Again, I just wanna encourage you right now in prayer that you, would, that you would surrender those areas to him. If you have any, you say, Lord, I've been, I've been doing this on my own. I've been doing this on my own. And just tell him. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, that you would be the supreme authority in every area of our life. We open up every door in our house. You have full access. Matter of fact, it's your house. It's your property. We are your servants.